Now an Action News special report. July 1st will be the 30th anniversary of the conviction of Gary Heidnick. He is responsible for one of the most grotesque series of crimes ever to happen in Philadelphia. Action News investigative reporter Chad Perdelli spoke to one of the survivors of the House of Horrors and others who were part of the trial that really captivated this area. Yes, Jim, Gary Heidnick, as you know, kidnapped, tortured, and raped six women. Two were killed at the hands of Heidnick before he was finally captured. One of the survivors takes us back into that musty cellar and the brutal memories that still haunt her. He stripped me of all my clothes, my wig and everything, and I'm screaming. It's a moment seared in Jackie Aston's memory. Naked and cuffed, Gary Heidnick dragged her into his personal torture chamber. The basement in his home on the 3500 block of Marshall Street. Down below were four other prisoners. Yeah, they was all tied up, chained up. Two was on the bed, one was by the pool table, and one was standing up by the window. Heidnick's sick perversions are what partly inspired the character Buffalo Bill in the Academy Award-winning movie The Silence of the Lamb. Ah! Heidnick had a pit he'd filled with water and electric shocked the women. But the torture didn't end there. There were daily rapes and beatings. He wrapped tape around our mouth and drove a screwdriver right in our ears and turned them. He wanted to have a perfect race, according to him, of children from these women. Chuck Peruto was an up-and-coming defense attorney in the late 80s and represented Heidnick after he was captured after Josefina Rivera escaped and flagged down a police officer. Two cops pounded on the door. He opened the door and came out and wouldn't let them in and they could smell the stench. They didn't want him going anywhere. They busted him right then. That stench was one of two victims who died in the house of horrors, Sandra Lindsay and Deborah Dudley. Dudley was electrocuted and buried in the Pine Barrens. Lindsay died from a combination of starvation and torture. Heidnick boiled parts of her body and fed the remains mixed with dog food to the surviving women. During the investigation, police found 27 pounds of body parts inside Heidnick's freezer. He took me upstairs to the bathroom and he said, we all got to play a part in this. And I said, play a part in what? And he had me cut her limb, like her arm. You had to say to yourself, this guy is really whacked. Before becoming longtime Philadelphia District Attorney, Lynn Abraham was a judge, and the Heidnick case was hers. Peruto and Heidnick tried to claim insanity during the trial. I very quickly, uh, in my own mind, had an idea that this guy was faking it to, uh, to affect mental illness. All the survivors have struggled in their lives since being freed, Askins too. But she says she doesn't live in the past. She lives with her past. My whole thing to him was, why me? But, you know, I guess that's a question he never wanted to answer. Any, but I made sure he seen my face before he died. I wanted my face to be the last thing he seen. Uh, that's a special report from Channel 6 in Philly a little better than four years ago. And I'm into this throwback about Gary Hodnick today after some convoluted conversations about some true murder stories. Conversations with my buddy Patty Gibbon and my favorite son Ed. It starts out with talk about the Murdoch murders in South Carolina. Patty turned me on to that story a while back. And this week, my son tells me about the Netflix series about the Murdoch murders. So I started watching it. 
Did I mention watching the new Dahmer series, The Patty? And she replies, Yes, and I'm still mad at when the cop wouldn't listen to those two women and allow Dahmer to take that 17-year-old kid back to kill him. To which I say, So hard to believe. But I read about that a couple times. There's one even wilder about Gary Heidnick. I'll whip that together. Heidnick's neighbor smells a bad odor, thinks he's dead, calls the cop. I should have said calls the cops. Cop arrives, Heidnick's cooking body parts on stove and in oven to feed to live victims in the basement. He tells the cop he burned a roast, and the cop leaves. And she tells me, oh my God, I didn't know that. Wasn't he from here? I'm sure glad I wasn't in that basement hungry. I watched Silence of the Lambs last night. Gary Heidnick was a model for Buffalo Bill in Silence of the Lambs. So I put this together, and here's the scenario I was talking about. This is quoted from my story. The air in that neighborhood often smells from the stink of decaying garbage, clogged toilets, and backed up sewer lines. That evening, Gary Heidnick's next door neighbor, Doris Zabulka, smells a rotten stench that makes her think her neighbor's dead and his body is decomposing. It smelled terrible, she recalls. So I called the police and an officer came over. Officer Julio Aponte responds to the call. I proceeded to knock on the door for approximately 10 or 15 minutes, the officer recalls. I then proceeded to the rear of the premises, where I did some more knocking, looked through the rear window. I could see a large pot. Something was overboiling, and the smell was twice as strong in the back of the house. I was about to call for a supervisor. All of a sudden, Doris Zabulka recalls, the door opens and Gary walks out. Gary, she asks, what is that god-awful smell? I'm cooking a roast, he says. I fell asleep when it burnt. We thought you were dead or something, she says. Nah, he says, I'm all right. All right, the officer says, as long as you're okay. Heidnick's explanation satisfies Officer Aponte, so he leaves. But no roast is burning. Gary's cooking a girl's head in that pot on the stove, and he's getting rid of other body parts in the oven that he doesn't want to identify. I mean, that's how close that cop comes to capturing the killer in the act of destroying evidence, and he's got like four female victims chained up in the basement. But well, the cop just walks away. True Detective Magazine published my story about Gary Heidnick. They titled it Gary Heidnick's House of Horrors, subtitled His Sex Slaves Were Shackled Nude and Fed Dog Food. They uh, published it in its January 1993 edition. That story and a few more of my murder stories, short detective stories, are available as ebooks on Amazon. Too short to be published as paperbacks, not very expensive, and there's no limit to the number that you can buy. Get as many as you want. Thanks for stopping in today. Until next time, see you. And that's a wrap.